TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. We'll talk more about the uh, debates that happened tonight with Treasurer Tashara Jones and Alderwoman Kara Spencer, I'm sure, in the show. And I got a lot more. I only played, I think, two of the 12 clips, four of the 12 clips, something like that. So there's a lot more to get to if you missed the mayoral debates from earlier. But joining us now is someone that we bring on the show to give us developments that are going on in the county, a local watchdog, Tom Sullivan. How are you? I am doing fine, Ryan. Nice to be with you. You know, by the way, last week I was filling in on our sister station, 97.1, and you came on the show and joined me, which was awesome because I wanted to make sure that some of the issues we talk about on this show, the audience over at 97.1 also has the opportunity to, to learn about. But it also gave me an opportunity to catch up on some of the mail and things that have been accumulating in the office because I don't make it in all that often, still working from home. And I had a card from you there for Christmas where it was like a calendar card. And it's, I just got it. We're about almost four months into 2021. So I want to let you know I did receive that finally. <laughs> um, I want to point out that in the county, there's still a lot of things going on, developments and such. And today, um, I, I guess this was a closed door meeting, but they are considering making some changes when it comes to replacing the auditor in the county. And that seems to be a step in the right direction. Are you optimistic? I am fairly certain that there's going to be a change in the county auditor. However, the meeting today was pretty much a dud because supposed to be at four o'clock and they had technical problems right at the beginning and apparently some people were trying to log on and they were they were told that the meeting was canceled or over or something so then they just decided that you know they couldn't go ahead might have violated the sunshine law so they've rescheduled it for next tuesday so it's coming down the pike but it's just a question of when finally it gives them more time to think about they still haven't figured this out with the problems digitally speaking why aren't they meeting in person <laughs> Well, they need to meet in person simply because they. It's, I, I don't see it as a as a as a as a big risk. For one thing, you know, more and more people are vaccinated, and also the county council chambers are, are rather large. So, I mean, you can you can keep a pretty good uh, distance from everyone. In fact, that was probably the big issue tonight at the county council meeting was when is the council when is the when is the the county as a whole going to open up? In other words, when is they, when is Sam Page going to say? It's okay to go to 100% at restaurants and meeting places or, or, or wherever. And uh, that got a lot of uh, debate this evening. 
I don't know if you went out this weekend. There were a ton of people out. You had the stimulus money hitting, nice weather. People wanted to go shopping. It looked like normal, by the way, and just people were wearing masks. I feel like all of this could be done efficiently and also safely. I wanted to uh, ask, you said the county council meeting tonight, was that the number one thing they were talking about when to reopen? That Was that the big uh, issue? Pre- pretty much. Uh, this lady brought it up in the public comment section, and, and Sam Page, she directly asked Sam Page. Well, that's generally not something they allow. And uh, so the council chair asked the county executive if he'd want to answer, and he kind of fluffed it off. So anyway, they went through the public comment section, and then uh, Sam Page gave uh, his report. Well, then Councilman Harder, he got involved, and he, he asked the county executive directly, when exactly is the, is the county going to go open up? When's it going to go to 100%? So they got involved in the discussion, and Sam Page said, well, he doesn't really make that decision he depends on the experts at the health department, which has been, kind of been his standard line. What sounds like uh, what it's going to take is for there an average of less than 100 cases a day for a week. Because the lady who spoke said that there were zero, zero cases, zero new cases on, on, on Saturday. So it looks like it's, and right now I think they're averaging something around 150, which is what he said. So it looks like they're still not there, but uh, it just seems to me that at some point you're going to have to have to just open everything up, especially with so many people being being vaccinated. They said the governor said that after I think April 9th, anybody that just just come on get a vac get a get vaccinated, they're not going. You know, they're just going to open it up to everybody. So I would certainly think by the end of April, uh, things ought to ought to be getting better, and the council should be going back. To uh, yeah, you know, to chambers in the beginning of May, and, and, and it's time to start opening up uh, the restaurants. They are still complaining. In fact, the lady who was speaking tonight, she said she she didn't say where she what her business was, but she said she was going bankrupt at the rate things are going. So, wow, she was uh, she was she was of the opinion that it's time to open things up. I just want to double check on this because the statistic that they normally give through the St. Louis Metropolitan Task Force. Uh, is more than just the county. I mean, they collect numbers from the entire region. For the most part, it's all fun- it's all funneled into this one metropolitan area task force. So when you look at these cases that are coming in, I wonder how many of them may actually be representative of the city or you know some of the surrounding area that might not just be in the county. So you'd be able to look at the statistics strictly for the county and be able to make a better decision that way. I'm not sure how they do it. And I know the lady said that uh, that there was zero on Saturday. I can. It seems to me I saw something in the news about SSM saying they had zero on on that day. So I guess that's a that's a good sign. But uh, I, I I don't know exactly how they how they what the mix is as to how they come up with that. Yeah, and I got to say that because just generally speaking, you look at over two million people in the metropolitan area, and if you're talking about a hundred people out of two million. You're doing pretty good. I mean, I think that would be pretty safe to say that we've done things fairly effectively and we're able to battle this thing without continuing to put this uh, undue restriction on the businesses and the restaurants in certain areas like in the county. I also wanted to talk to you about what's going on when it comes to economic development in the area. I know you've had a couple of different commentaries out there, one of which is the Jamestown Mall. I think people keep posting photos of abandoned malls, and we have the one in Chesterfield, too, that people keep taking photos of. We've got a lot of uh, issues in the county, too, when it comes to development. I know you've been keeping an eye on them. There are. The Jamestown Mall issue is one of, the, is one of those ones that just seems to go on forever. It goes back uh, over 10 years. It's when the mall started to decline, and, and the people in the area 
were saying, you know, something needs to be done. I remember I brought it up at the uh, at a county council meeting once, saying how you know the the number of retailers in the mall had declined, and I was there one day, and there was very few people in the food court, and I was told, oh no, don't worry, it's going to be, it's, we're going to revive it, and and, and don't worry. And of course, it just continually declined, and then it then it closed. So now the question is, has been what to do with it? And they have had, and of course, this 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 was this was a big part of the uh, of Steve Stinger uh, problems when he had the St. Louis Economic Development uh, Partnership was basically used as his own little piggy bank. He was doing all sorts of things with it, and uh, anyway, they brought up the change. Back when he was county executive, the issue was brought up, and uh, they sent out a request for proposals. And they had, um, I think the only thing they really had that was that was a serious bid was somebody to do a logistics center, in other words, warehouses. And that didn't go over big with anybody, and that's so it's been going on and on. So finally they had a request for a proposal, so it went out last year. Supposedly they sent it all, all across the, the country, and they've got – they only got two responses, and one of those was withdrawn. So right now they only have one proposal, and then they're going to uh, announce what it is in about a month or so. But I have a feeling it's not anything uh, to get excited about. It seems to me that they're ever going to get some, some you know, responsible bids, people really doing some development there. They're probably going to have to tear it down first and, and much better to offer you know, the land, re, you know, re, redo the land. I think they got some sinkholes and stuff that they need to have some attention to. Yeah. But to try to, to try to get somebody to come in now, you have this big, enormous uh, mall that's just falling down and, and it's got rats all over it. And so it's it's just a it's – not, it's not real enticing, I don't think, for a developer. Yeah, when you, you start using the term sinkhole, they get a lot of confidence of building on a plot of land like that then, don't they? Well, th- that was one of the big things cities and counties started to do. They wanted shovel-ready properties, so they wanted to prepare something to make it easy if someone was looking for a property or maybe there was a company from out of town that wanted to move in. They wanted to make it as easy as possible for them to do that, but when they look at a property like that, that's what they look at. All they see is dollar signs. Yeah, right, like they want to have to deal with all the unknowns with something like that, too, and you're right. Uh, maybe that's why it's been sitting there as long as it has, but one other thing I wanted to bring up with you, Tom Sullivan, is the problem with the Northwest lease, and we continue to look at this. One of the lines that you mentioned was Steve Stinger could be out of federal prison before all of this is settled. And you're right. We haven't they really haven't followed through on the promise to relook at some of these contracts that were signed in during Steve Stanger, because a lot of them could be argued they were fraudulently signed and it would give us an opportunity to get out of some of these bad deals. And for whatever reason, we look at the the ways that Steve Stinger got caught and the things that he did while he was in office, but we allow those things to stay, even though he's in federal prison for those things right now. So I think the Northwest Plaza and in the, the lease that goes on there, why haven't we looked at that yet? Well, just to uh, review it for your uh, listeners, this whole matter came up back in uh, 2016, 2017, and uh, Steve Stinger came up with this idea of moving the election board and various offices out to the uh, redeveloped Northwest Plaza. And he said, we're going to save $10 million. And it turned out it, it actually could cost $20 million more than, than what he said, or $20 million more what you could get for comparable uh, office space. Well, they've had, they've had committee meetings on this. They've subpoenaed the, the developers. They've threatened to, to cancel the lease, et cetera. So finally, we get to 
February last year, February 2020, and they signed an agreement for a mediation on the leases. Well, this has been going on now for over a year, and they, they hired an outside law firm to handle it. They started at $75,000. They signed a contract not to exceed $75,000. Well, then they signed another amendment uh, not to exceed, I think it was 150000 and then not to exceed 225000 Then the final one was not to exceed $275,000. So that's where that's where it is right now with, uh, with the law firm. And as far as what's being resolved so far, uh, nothing. And uh, this has been an issue that just keeps going on and on. The county taxpayers got taken for a ride on this. And if they're able to get out of it in any way, I'm not sure that they can. But it, at any rate, they're going to have a they're going to have some mediation. What a slap in the face, too, because last week they were talking about how oh we have all this extra space. We're going to start offering remote. Uh, what was it with the courts or something in the building? And I thought they moved into there because they were supposed to need all of this space. But for years they've been sitting on this empty space unused, like they really needed that lease to begin with. It's just kind of a, a slap in the face in many different ways. But uh, that's uh, county politics in a nutshell. Tom Sullivan, local watchdog. Again, thank you for uh, keeping up with this and bringing it to the audience here on Overnight America. Thanks, Ryan. Nice to be with you. And Tom joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. He pays very close attention. I'm so glad that he does because, yes, uh, listen, everywhere has their issues. Everywhere has issues. This is Overnight America KMOX. Earning St. Louis's trust for 96 years. This is KMOX. All right, here we are in Overnight America. I saw this one story that I wanted to bring up and just how ridiculous we are in the city of St. Louis because there's major crime issues. We know that Metrolink is not a safe and effective way to regularly ride when it comes to public transportation compared to other large cities. They don't have nearly the same amount of trouble we have when it comes to things that are similar to Metrolink. And I saw this story, their answer to everything Oh, we got all these problems. We have guards that aren't armed. We have people getting injured and hurt. We got all uh, people selling drugs. We got a million different problems on these things. But thank goodness, here in the city of St. Louis, we have it all figured out. We're going to be able to fix it through this one simple thing this month. Here's from Fox 2. Metro Transit, St. Clair County Transit District, UMSL, AARP in St. Louis, the Bureau of Transit Police, and Metro Transit Public Safety are having a fun Easter egg hunt to kick off spring and great. encourage people to utilize public transportation. Isn't that great? So they're going to have an Easter egg hunt on Metro. <laughs> Here's what I would encourage you to do. If you're riding Metrolink, don't put your hand under the seat without looking first. I would not try to search for any Easter eggs on that thing. 100 massive golden eggs, along with flat paper eggs, will be hidden in plain sight for riders to find. They'll have prizes in or attached to them, like transit passes, tickets, candy, and swag. Or oh, boy. Hey, I found this candy on Metrolink just unattended. Should I eat it? <laughs> no, you should not eat it. Why do they think this is going to solve everything? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. And swag or apparel from the mentioned partners. Oh, Kim Sella great. is the executive director for Citizens of Modern Transit. She wants people to know it is safe to come back on board. It's just a really fun way to talk about public transit and the benefits of public transit in the St. Louis community and really just to add a little bit of fun back into the conversation, 
surprise riders that are currently using this system and say to others, hey, why don't you give it a try? And, you know, when someone tries to rob you on the Metrolink, you'll have something to give them other than your wallet. This will be wonderful. And if someone threatens to punch you in the face while you're waiting for one of the trains or the transits to get there, then all you need to do is hand over the golden egg. They'll be happy. (laughs) Give them some of the candy, the Tootsie Rolls inside that will be able to help you. Offer them a T-shirt. Where was the AARP or one of those uh, organizations that are contributing? Please, that'll definitely help uh, ease things over. They'll be posting clues on their social media pages to help people find the golden eggs. And if you do, you can take a selfie with them and post it on Twitter or Facebook to enter in a $100 gift card drawing. Oh, thank goodness. So you can take a selfie with this thing and all your friends will be jealous. Hey, here I am writing the Metro link. All my friends are jealous. Why do they think this is going to solve any of the issues? <laughs> Why do they think? So you have serious problems that go on. People go on there. They're uncomfortable. They look at it as a dangerous mode of transportation because they regularly see issues where people are being threatening or getting robbed or having things dumped on them or panhandled or whatever it is. So people that ride Metro because they have to or whatever it is, I don't think they just go on for the fun of it. Get to the point where they're saying, you got to make this more safe. And Metro says, you know, I I got a great idea. Don't worry. We're going to hide golden Easter eggs (laughs) on the trams. (laughs) It'll fix everything. Man, every time I walk on there, I wonder, is this going to be the day I get knocked over the head? Or someone's going to try to uh, rob me or whatever. No, don't worry. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be a much more pleasant experience. We're going to forego extra security. Definitely, we're not going to arm any of the security guards. We don't need any of that. They'll be armed with a smile and a golden Easter egg to hand over, and that'll make it all right. You're going to find people panhandling up and down, and I'm sure once you find one of these... By the way, do you want to touch and grab anything that's on Metrolink that doesn't belong to you? Are you going to go around looking like, ooh, great. I would question anything that is uh, left on a Metrolink. <laughs> Here's a suggestion. Maybe the guards could be dressed as Easter bunnies. <laughs> None of this is good. Here, listen, people don't patronize people. Don't patronize the riders of Metrolink. Don't patronize those that lo- have been the victim of crime through Metrolink. Don't patronize the people that don't feel safe in the city. Don't patronize those people by saying the thing that's going to clean this up is a Willy Wonka style golden egg giveaway where you can get a T-shirt from one of these fine sponsors. Please give me a break with this. All right. This isn't uh, fixing anything. This isn't helping anything. This isn't a fun thing to do. Like you're going to, oh, I'm going to hop on with my kids. This will be great for them. They'll be able to find (laughs) the Easter eggs. Again, I'm going to reiterate this. If you're on Metrolink and you're sitting there, do not reach under your seat without looking there first. (laughs) Oh, I'm just going to reach under here just without looking to see if I can find an egg. And (gasps) you don't know what you'll get poked with. This is a tough, tough thing that the city has not addressed properly. And we even have commissions and people that constantly are being asked, why in the world are you jeopardizing our safety by understaffing under security uh, at the different posts and no security in a lot of these different areas, pretending that it's safe. When we know that on a regular basis, people are soliciting or uh, robbing or whatever. And 
Easter eggs are going to be the thing that gets you back on track. I got a swell idea. Easter eggs. <laughs> this is how little they think of you, by the way. <laughs> this is how little they think of you. You know, we don't need to we don't need to up the security. That's fine. We'll just put some spray painted gold eggs. Yeah, made of plastic. What are gonna be we'll, we'll put some uh Tootsie Rolls in there. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> that really brightened my day. That really makes up for the eight times I've been mugged on this thing. Thanks. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So is a, is a golden Easter egg enough to get you on Metrolink? I don't think so. <laughs> they really do think very little of you. 314-436-7900. Uh, coming up after the break, one of the things they mentioned during the mayoral debate earlier was demonstrations and protests. Because you find that sometimes these protests take up roads or uh, areas that are not public areas, private areas. In the sense that the McCloskey's going down a private road or going to the mayor's house. We know that there's an instance where that happened. Uh, Missouri has a bill that's aimed to try to make it easier to arrest people that will not leave the road when protesting. A lot of people are opposed to it. Let's uh, look at that coming up after the break. This is Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinal's Open Live. Sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Barn and Wilkie Windows. On your voice. In the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. We're having a fun Easter egg hunt to kick off spring. Oh, it's just so fun. Hop on Metro. We're going to have ourselves a good old Easter egg hunt where you'll find more than you bargain for. Metrolink. <laughs> it's okay. Get over that. A couple of good text messages came in. Uh, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate living in a rural, non-urban area. Uh, one person said, oh, yeah, I don't want to read that online. Uh, Metrolink, you're on your own. What was that jingle we came up with on the show? I tried to come up with a line, a tagline for Metrolink. Metrolink, you're on your own. Bump. <laughs> it's too much of an easy target at this point. How about you fix it? All right. Uh, Golden Egg's not doing the job. All right. I saw this one story at KMOX.com, and I think there have been a lot of people, and even during the mayoral debate tonight, they brought it up. Maybe I'll play their uh, question and answer. So here's the headline. Missouri bill aimed 
at roadblocking protests will cause more demonstrations, says St. Louis activist. That was the headline there. Uh, John Bowman, president of the St. Louis County NAACP, believes it would be a setback to the rights of protesters. I've grown up in an era where I've watched uh, where I watched black people be sprayed with water and hoses for protesting dogs being sicked on them for protesting. Bowman says St. Louis uh, Reverend and activist Daryl Gray believes more protests will happen because of the Senate Bill 26, not less. He quoted, this will not stop protesters from protesting. Here's the the line. Do protest if you want to protest something, does that mean you have immunity to do whatever you want during those protests? So can you say, you know, in my act of protesting, I'm going to take over the highway. I'm going to hop over on 70 or I'm going to hop on 64 and I'm just going to take it over and we're going to direct traffic off or we're just going to block it all together because my right as a protester, I'm allowed to take over a road. Absolutely not. That should not be the case. You should not be able to commandeer a road whenever you want to. And when people protest, they that's like the first thing they do. We're going to block this road off. No, it shouldn't be like that. In fact, the, the right to protest is still there and your ability to protest is still there. It's that you're trying to say that I'm allowed to break the law while I'm protesting because otherwise you're infringing on my right to protest. And that's not the case. And by the way, uh, equal protest is not even enforced anymore. It's like you get special privileges when there's a national instance in anywhere in the country and then a protest happens and then you get special privileges like, well, we could smash a window, jump inside and start grabbing clothes if we want to and we won't get arrested. We watch that here in St. Louis. We can burn down a 7-Eleven and we won't get arrested. We can shoot at police. We can shoot at uh, EMS or firemen and they won't come and get me because it's too dangerous. This is the we'll call it a protest and we'll do this. That's the invitation for bad actors to come in. You know, you you talk about how this will make things worse. It doesn't make things worse. If you're saying that there's a way to orderly protest and there's a way to um, unorderly, as in we're just going to commandeer and take over anything we want, then that's wrong. And now you're even talking about private property when it came to the McCloskey's. That's not a public area that the protesters were coming through. And you should be able to act on that if you're not on uh, a, a proper place for that. You can't just go anywhere and say, I'm going to pop up my stake and I'm going to protest here and you're not allowed to do anything about it. That's just wrong. So the the bill that's being debated in Missouri right here, it was passed in February by the Senate, it would make it a felony if a protester was caught blocking a street three times. It was up for a hearing in the Missouri House on Monday. It's still a, a debate and people are upset about it. I um I, I got to say, I don't think you should be blocking roads in the act of protesting, period. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. You should not be blocking roads. I don't think that's a controversial take. Let's go to Jeff, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how's it going tonight? Good. Here's my take on it. If they don't want, uh, if they want to protest in the street, fine. But they don't get to have police uh, with uh, traffic control or any of that stuff. They're on their own. And if anything happens, it's not the driver's fault. This is a big part of what goes on with these protests, because people don't feel safe when they're on the highway and a large group of people surround their car. And they're yelling and screaming. Some of them have weapons. They might even show those weapons. And what you find is that when people are confronted with a gun in their face, what they're going to do is they're going to stick their foot on the gas and take their chances getting out of there without getting shot. And unfortunately, that means other people who are in the street who shouldn't be in the street will get hit. 
it is a safety and, issue. It, yeah, it, it really right. is. And that's why I said if they want to go in the street and act stupid like that, then that's on them. The police shouldn't uh, help organize traffic or anything like that for them so they can do their little tip and tap them. This, they, they're just on the street there on their own. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for the call. Uh, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And this was a uh, part of the debate. I think this was the after the debate. The after debate. The after debate was the main seven to, uh, 6 to 7 o'clock on KMOX and Fox 2. Fox 2 hosting the debate. And then afterwards, they did one for the digital audience that was watching online. They asked a couple of different questions, one of which was on debates. Would you support legislation? to restrict protests to public spaces. And I believe, Alderwoman Spencer, you have this one first. I believe in citizens' rights to protest. And um, as scary as that can be, I don't believe that we should be reining in those rights and infringing upon our civil liberties to protest. And that includes our elected officials. Uh, what really saddens me is the vitriol on social media that really is inciting a, 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 an unfortunate reaction uh, in, in folks. I do think, however, though, that it is important that we uh, maintain the ability, the right to protest our government at any level uh for for any reason and so i, I as much as that does disrupt the lives of the neighbors and the surrounding community i, I don't think that the uh result of, of of infringing upon that right is really worth um worth implementing any restrictions there oh this is so ridiculous and stupid on a couple of different facts so think about st louis getting its own chop zone remember what happened over on the west coast where the protesters said, we're going to take this autonomous zone over. And they took like a couple of blocks over in, was it Portland or Seattle, whatever. And they did it for weeks on end and they just allowed it to happen. They just allowed it to go on. So when you listen to someone that could be mayor of St. Louis, we shouldn't infringe on their protesting rights, even if it is an inconvenience for the other people. So does that mean if you wanted to take a couple of city blocks in St. Louis and call it a protest, you'd be fine with that for a weeks on end? Because that's what happens when you get these people, bad actors coming in and wanting to take advantage of them. Uh, and can we learn from the mistakes that happen there? Can we learn from the other mistakes of what happens when you close these things down and and uh, just allow anyone to do what they want? Treasurer Jones, and I'm th uh, thank you, Alderwoman Spencer. And I, I know there were um, comments made when there were protests in front of Mayor Cruzen's home. So uh, what is your response to that question? Yes, I don't believe uh, in... Uh in uh, trying to infringe on people's rights to protest. Um, and the, the legislature's current bills, um, I'm vehement, vehemently against, uh, especially the ones where uh, people won't get charged if they run over a protester. Um, that opens a really, a really dangerous um, box uh, for us and that we really shouldn't be opening. Um, and, you know, Protests happen in St. Louis because uh, because people want their voices heard. They are the they are the language of the unheard. And so I don't want to infringe on anyone's right to protest. Um, and I, I don't think that it's OK to protest at somebody's house because their neighbors uh, did not run for office. That person did. Uh, so I do feel uh, for uh, Mayor Cruson and her neighbors as that happened to her uh, last summer. Uh, but also we have to hold ourselves accountable for our actions as well that that led to that that moment. So ridiculous. All right. So th that's where we're going right now. All right, let's take some of your calls. And Ron, welcome to Overnight America. First of all, that language, uh, the language of the unheard is just sort of laughable. 
uh, anyway, I would think you might ask your legal counsel there sometime if there if there's a federal law being broken already when you block a, a interstate highway with all that commercial traffic going back and forth, aren't you violating a, a federal law about interstate commerce? I can think of a couple of instances in just the last year where that's happened. And there was one that was very much um, a great example of why this is a major concern. So if you remember, it was during the issues with Minneapolis, and then we had protests here that happened. And this is how it was framed. Oh, the, the protests are so peaceful. Everything's all great. Well, keep in mind that night, the protesters tried to take over 64, diverting traffic. One was a, was a FedEx truck. The driver, while getting diverted, all the pro I'd say all, but protesters there started jumping on the back to steal his packages, one of which pointed a gun at him. And when he saw that gun, he, he went and just left. What happened was the people that were trying to jack the packages in the back of the truck, one fell and got stuck underneath a tire and ended up getting dragged for a mile or two dying because he was threatened that way. So you tell me. You tell me that's not a dangerous situation to be in all the way around. Like you want to have a gun or any dangerous group and mob of people surrounding you because you're just trying to drive through the city of St. Louis. You can't excuse that. You cannot excuse that. Uh, let's go to Barbara. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, um, there should be laws against them protesting on streets and highways, and uh, there should be laws. Other countries have laws, and they, ha you know, in Russia, they you can only trust protest for two or three hours and you have to get a permit i mean the thing about it is with this protesting it's going out of hand in the united states when they're burning looting raping um stealing um tearing down uh burning down buildings this is crazy okay mm -hmm. yes it is and just look at the west coast and that's a great example of it when they were just protesting like crazy in seattle like every night for how long was it and it was bad it was it was terrible burning down uh, buildings and even in minneapolis remember when they took down the police precinct and even here in st louis convenience stores and it was just bad it was just bad all the way around and the problem that we run into is it becomes such a dangerous thing that the mob mentality takes over and barbara thank you for your call 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. It's no good all the way around. So there's a bill, uh, and they're still debating this right now, and even came up as part of the mayoral debate. The question is, when it comes to protesting, you're blocking a street. Uh, should you be arrested for that? There, should there be an upped crime for that? The, it's a three-strike-you're-out thing. So you're telling me after you've been taken out of the streets, you can go back and you can still be taken out. It's a third time that you're charged. How many warnings do you need, seriously, uh, to get out? Because these protests, they don't always stay peaceful. That's a guarantee. Um, and as much as we want to try to frame it as, oh, the, the mostly peaceful, uh, no. Uh, we need to not downplay all of the times when it's not and realize there is a danger, not only to the people that are here, but inadvertently the auxiliary danger to the people that are around it that want nothing to do with it. Plus the danger of the police officers involved when it comes to crowd control or mob control or whatever it is. We have to look at the safety of those officers, those paramedics, those firefighters, the ones that are also becoming targets of this violence. We need to look at their safety, too. We'll take some of your calls and uh, more of this coming up after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. 
Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. All right. These hours are going by quick. So thanks for all the participation tonight. I like this. 314-436-7900. The mayoral debates. The very first one was tonight. Char Jones, Kara Spencer, and the question from Michael Calhoun, one of the first questions that were asked from the panel of experts or journalists, I should say. I thought Michael Calhoun did such a great job. I didn't even play this before. We had him on in the last hour. You can go back into the podcast if you search for Overnight America. You can do the radio.com rewind. And while you're rewinding, you can do the rewind dance, whatever that dance may be. I want you to try to envision myself doing the rewind dance right now. Uh, 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 uh. And then just go back to about 8.20-ish. Uh, and that's when we started talking to Michael Calhoun. You're thinking about me dancing, aren't you? But here is the question, one of the questions, and I thought it was a good one that he asked the two mayoral candidates. Thank you, Jasmine. Good evening. Uh, this question is about tax incentives. They can attract developers and ensure diversity and equity benchmarks, but can also divert revenue from city needs and be applied unevenly. So what do you think is the balance, the proper balance for the city's use of tax incentives? I'll sure. I've spoken about this a lot, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk to the viewers tonight about this. Uh, incentivizing development is an important piece to driving investment into the city of St. Louis. We know there's a gap between what it costs to rehab a building and what it can sell for in the open market here in the city of St. Louis as the result of years of a stagnant regional economy. So there are, there are real reasons why we need to use incentives, but we have to be judicious because we have a limited tax base and a pie to, di to divvy out to those incentives. I have been fighting back when the deals don't make sense at City Hall since the day I got down there. But it is important to recognize they're important. So if I'm elected mayor, I'm going to reorient the St. Louis Development Corporation, that agency that really uh, vets through and provides for those incentives, to reorient it to be proactive. And what we're going to do is work with our communities to develop a plan uh, to really understand what the community is, what can be supported so that we are proactive in the delivery of those incentives to be driving investment, not where the developers want to put it, but where they can serve best the communities. We do, I'd like to reorient that uh, to fund from the general fund so that we can have a, a more balanced approach to how we are uh, giving out those incentives so that they're put to the highest, best use. Thank you, Alderwoman Spencer. Treasurer Jones, your response. Yes, I will put money, energy, and resources towards intentional investment. Just like we saw intentional investment in downtown and the Central Corridor, we saw intentional disinvestment in areas of North St. Louis and parts of South St. Louis. And so it should be no surprise that those areas are hollowing out because we have not uh, used our development incentives to go in those areas. I think we've overused incentives in some areas. Uh, uh, we've spent over $700 million since the year 2000 and often to the peril of our school district because that money, 60% of every dollar that we spend on tax incentives takes away money from our schools. So my plan is also to reorient SLDC, make it more neighborhood focused, uh, recruit a new SLDC director who is, uh, who is also focused on neighborhoods who has experience bringing back cities. Um, and then all, and work with that person and SLDC to push uh, development to our neighborhoods, develop a plan that works for and with them. Oh, boy. So here's 
let me just mention this. Now, keep in mind, we're also hearing from people that yell and scream to defund the Pentagon at the same time when in the north side they were trying to build this NGA campus and all the development that's around it and give some tax incentives to try to build things like, you know, grocery stores and try to bring this whole area up. And <laughs> so you're yelling defund the Pentagon, which they were doing there up until the last month or so with Cory Bush and the support for that. And then at the same time saying, okay, we're going to defund what them investing in St. Louis and these exact areas where we need it. Come on, come on. All right. Three, one, four, four, three, six, 7,900. Uh, Ken's calling in. Welcome to overnight America. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Thanks. Um, on these, uh, protesters and I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of them. I, I, I think one thing we need to do is, is say, why are they protesting? And maybe try and fix that. But uh, you had mentioned the McCloskeys. And do you think they helped St. Louis? I'm talking about not the protesters, but the McCloskeys. Did they help or hurt St. Louis? Huh. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they asked for it. I don't think they asked for this group of people to come onto uh, a you know, private area and come right across their house. Well, I don't think they wanted I, that. I don't, I don't know that it matters one way or another if they acted or they reacted. But when their picture went not national, it went international. If I'm a CEO and I'm thinking about relocating my plant, seeing that picture of the McCloskeys, I think I'd say no way. And, and yeah, by right. the way, I th- no, you- I I don't think they're what drives businesses away. I think it's definitely the ability to cater to violent protests that would scare people away from development. Imagine trying to come to downtown St. Louis and the mayoral candidates are saying, we're going to give you a friendly place to smash windows. Who's going to want to come and develop that area? You know, that I think that's more of a concern than two people on their private property that didn't want that uh, mob that was coming through to hurt them, to stand up and stop it. You know, I, I don't think that uh, mattered. So, all right, uh, we'll be right back. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 